0: I'm Rev. Nicole Riley, a clergy coach who helps you do one of the most important jobs there is without losing yourself. Welcome to the Clergy Wellness Podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 46, Getting Your Schedule Organized for Spring and Thinking a Little Bit About Summer Too. Today, we will also have a wellness practice of the week, what is making this week good and a mindfulness meditation. So let's jump in. So my friends, we are in the season of spring and I thought it might be helpful to just pause a little bit and look at how we are organizing our week as clergy. I've always been interested in organization and how we can use the time we have in a way that is helpful and life-giving and also really effective and efficient. Now, I'm not talking about um, perfectionism at all. I'm talking about really doing things that, I don't know, let's give it a B minus grade Uh, Not perfect, not not all the time hitting a home run, but good and strong and straightforward. So I want to share with you um, some ideas that I've been having as I have been organizing myself lately. And then I also want to talk a little bit about summer. I want you to kind of start thinking about summer and what you might need to do now in order to have a really, really wonderful summer. So, let me share with you five ideas to get more organized. Number one, and it's the one we never want to hear, is take responsibility. Now, I don't know about you, but I find it in general, we too often can attribute our lack of organization and our messiness to, you know, that's just how I am. And it may be true, but... Maybe you, um, while not being gifted with organizational skills, would love to spend less time uh, searching for things you've lost or trying to remember what it was you were supposed to be doing. I mean, maybe it's not a big deal for you, but I'm going to guess that most of us are looking how we can get just a little bit more organized so that we can decrease our stress. So my first idea is that it really is up to us. It's an inside game. We need to be a little more organized because we want to be a little more organized. And to do that, we have to take a bit more responsibility. Now, this isn't about beating yourself up or even stressing out about it, um, but just more of a stance where you're willing to be a little more curious about what are some things you might do to be a little more organized this spring. And in fact, taking responsibility is pretty freeing. And I say that because when you take responsibility for things, it means that there's something you can do to deal with it. It's not at the mercy of other people. So lean into taking just a little bit more responsibility for your organization and how you're going to organize your weeks number two and this one is probably my most favorite and it's one of those things that a lot of people don't do and that is this make a weekly appointment with yourself So every Friday, I take a little time just for me. When I first started in ministry, it was just a half an hour, but now it's a little more time. And here's what I do during this time. On Friday morning, I sit down and I do a couple things. The first one is I reflect on the past week. What did get done? What didn't get done? What doesn't need to get done? And what do I need to put on the following week? This helps me a lot because it helps uh, tasks not fall to the side. It also helps me kind of see the flow of the week. Second, doing this allows me to think about what I might want to do differently next week. There are weeks when I have great big plans about what I want to do, and then life, of course, happens. But if I spend some time on Friday morning reflecting on Why it went sideways, it helps me plan better the next week. You know, if I schedule myself to do exercise in the morning and I find that I didn't do it, I might look at how I might put it in my schedule in a different way, maybe in the afternoon. Or if there's an upcoming class I'm teaching and I'd scheduled some time for me to do it, but it got squeezed out by pastoral care, I might look at how I actually could spend that time next week to make sure I get it done. And then third... It allows me to give thanks for what happened in the week. So I find that uh, because I am often very focused on tasks and getting things done, that the weeks kind of all blur into each other. But if I take a little time on Friday and I go through the week and see what happened, I find I appreciate my life a little more and I have a better sense of the good things that are going on. And they say that your brain loves to focus on what isn't working. (laughs) So this is to help combat that. Take some time. Think about all that went well this week and what I can give thanks for. I usually make a big cup of tea when I make this time on my Friday mornings. And sometimes I'll even squeeze in a little English biscuit cookie to have as well. So I make it a time to look forward to. Number three. Look at and assess your current systems. So what are the systems you use to help you get things done? I use a combination of things that I've used for many years, and it includes OmniFocus, an electronic calendar, and a paper planner. What systems do you have that help you get things done? And are these systems working? I think one of the most important systems that every pastor needs is a way to write down tasks that you have committed to. For example, have you ever been in a meeting when something came up and you volunteered to do some research or to gather some information on the topic, but you didn't write it down and then you totally forgot? It's actually a big problem. It's not only a problem for us, When we realize last minute, we didn't do the work, but it also can discourage our laity who are relying on us. I mentioned the program I use, OmniFocus. And so if you don't have one, you might want to check it out, but it's a program that lets you write down your tasks. So it has an inbox where you can write them down. It also has a, a way to calendar things and have things that are reoccurring your tasks that might be week in and week out. It is a great program and it's very user-friendly. So don't write that things down on a post-it note and don't try to remember it for later, but develop a system that lets you write it down now and then calendar it so that you do it later. Number four, try the Pomodoro method. Now I I imagine if you are at all into being effective and efficient, you have heard of the Pomodoro Method. It's actually one of my very favorite hacks for getting things done. So if you don't know about it, it's a technique that has you set a timer for 25 minutes where you focus on your work during that time, and then you have five minutes after the 25 minutes to relax, to take a break. And you can do as many sessions of this as you need. But the idea is you focus fully for 25 minutes and then you have five minutes where you might take a little walk around, make yourself a cup of tea, whatever it is. I use this technique a lot. And I found that for me, I focus for 50 minutes and then I take a 10 minute break. You can do whatever works best for you. But if you've never done it before, start with the 25 minutes and the five minute break. The easiest way to get into this and to track this and to kind of of gamify it is to use a website. So they have a website called pomofocus.io. So P-O-M-O-F-O-C-U-S dot I-O. There you'll find a timer, then it lets you adjust things as you like. And what I really, really like about this is that you can have sounds in the background. And I find a fast ticking clock during my focus period helps me focus better and helps me get less distracted. Number five, take a nap. (laughs) Now, depending on how you're wired, you may find taking a nap in the middle of the afternoon a great way to stay focused later in the day and in the evening. Over the years, I have used this as one of my ways to stay focused and also to find a better rhythm of life. And I found that taking a short nap, 10 to 20 minutes, a couple times a week, increases my productivity and my wellness. It's also made for better evenings. You know, I'm not quite as tired as I would be. And if a nap doesn't sound possible for you, and I know it's not for everyone, you might just take another short break as a way to adjust your brain and give yourself a little bit of breathing room. So, here are some things to try this spring to get more organized. First, take responsibility for your own organization. Second, make a weekly appointment with yourself to go over how things went and learn as you're scheduling. Third, look at and assess your current systems This is a great time of the year to do any upgrades on your systems. Number four, try the Pomodoro technique if you've never tried that before. And number five, take a nap or a short break during the day to revitalize and rejuvenate yourself. So I also want to talk about summer. So we're in the middle of spring, but we'll look towards summer. And I want to take a moment to think about how you might do some thinking right now so that your summer is one of your best summers ever. Now, you may have already done some summer planning, but think about it if you have or haven't. What is summer going to be like? What would you need this summer? I work with a lot of clergy, and I will tell you a lot of them are very tired. And so it's made me think about and reflect on in my own ministry, rhythms of life that help us and that help us especially this summer. So a couple ideas for you to be thinking about, maybe making some plans, talking with your leaders about as we look towards summer. And the first is around worship. In many churches, worship attendance goes down in the summer. Yet, we often have the same number of worship services and the same clergy and musicians still working just as hard. Now, I'm not a big believer in canceling or combining worship services. This is because I have found that if your worship has a tendency to go down during the summer, if you combine worship services, it will go down even more. (laughs) I am a believer in looking, though, at how we might do things easier in the summer. So when you consider how you might do things easier in worship, one of the things that probably gives you the most bang for your buck is to consider how you would work with some other clergy in your denomination or beyond on how you might rotate your services during summer looks like this. Let's say you have four churches in your area, clergy that you normally connect with, clergy you feel good about. So let's say it's four of you together. Pick a series for one month, maybe the month of August, and do something like the parables of Jesus or the Psalms. These are teachings that don't need to be done in any particular order. So if you have four weeks and four pastors, each pastor decides which psalm or parable they will be preaching on, and then they go to the four churches and deliver that same sermon four different times over the month. What's really great about this is first, you're only writing one sermon instead of four. <laughs> and second, your church will get to hear some additional voices in the pulpit. Third, It can create a lot of energy. I actually just saw a church do this where it really publicized. We're doing this special thing. We're hearing the voices of our areas, pastors, and really did some nice social media about it. So it felt like something very special and something really that people wanted to be around for. So that's one idea on how you might do a little less work during worship for the summer. Second, uh, church meetings. If your church hasn't adopted a less busy summer meeting schedule, this might be something you want to try. Last church I served, we canceled all of our meetings in August and it really worked just fine. Now, if you don't feel you can cancel meetings, you might want to look at how you could put in some special fellowship time and do less business, but build more community among people and get people more connected to one another. Holding a meeting at a church member's house and having a barbecue can lift everyone's spirits and give it a different rhythm of life. So look at your church's calendar and see what meetings might be canceled for at least one of the summer months. Or if you can't do any of that, maybe you just pull it on zoom. Number 3, staff. As you look toward the summer months, take a moment and think about how is your staff doing? Are they tired, stressed, energized, excited? I found that the time we got to the other side of Easter, the staff all needed a break, and I'm not talking about vacation but I'm talking about a way to appreciate the staff and give them a little different rhythm of life during the summer months. This might include doing a staff meeting off-site at a coffee shop or doing it at a restaurant. It might mean asking some of your church leadership who are particularly tasked with caring for the clergy and the staff to bring lunch one day for the staff, It might mean closing the office early on one day during one of the months in the summer or even doing a summer retreat with the staff in a place where they could bond together, have some downtime on their own, and also have some fun. So take a moment and think about your staff and how you might help them have a little better summer. Some things that I have done over the years during the summer that I have found helpful in giving me a little different rhythm include having one of the months of the summer, often August, as a special focus. It could be a focus that builds on the theme of VBS, so the kids are involved more. There's just more of that kind of VBS energy for one month during the summer. Also, doing a Wednesday midweek dinner church with different leaders who lead during that time and teach on different themes and having food together in communion. Or taking an additional day or two off during the summer just to give a three-day weekend of my own making to enjoy summer that much more. So, how can you get a little more organized this spring and what is it you want to be doing this summer? Do some planning now. You'll find it makes a huge difference. Wellness practice of the week. This is where I share a little something that you can do to increase your wellness. And this week's wellness practice is to take some time and calendar some of your own summer three-day weekends. Now, here's what I mean. A lot of times... Pastors in the local church don't get usual three-day weekends. Labor Day, Memorial Day, Martin Luther King Day, all of those are celebrated on a Monday. And since we work on Sundays, it means we miss out on the rhythm of life that a lot of people know. So how do we get our own three-day weekends? Well, I think a couple things. First, go through your calendar now and decide for the rest of the year what three-day weekends you'll take? Can you take off Memorial Day or Labor Day weekend? Can you find a way to get a guest preacher in during those times, which are often lighter in attendance? Another great three-day weekend that sometimes isn't, but sometimes is, is the 4th of July weekend as well. Another way I found to deal with it, depending on what was going on at the church, was to schedule my kind of own three-day weekend. I found that I was able to do this during the summer especially, that I looked for what were the quieter weeks at the church, and then I'd schedule an additional day off. So my days off were always Friday and Saturday, unless, of course, something came up on a Saturday. So I would schedule during the summer a Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'd create my own little three-day weekend. I also found that um, there were other ways of taking days off that had a great impact on my summer vacation time. One of the churches I served, I had not taken all my vacation. So for the month of June, I had five days still to take. And I took one every week, giving myself a whole bunch of three-day weekends. This was a time when my son was young, and I used that time to hang out with him to go to the beach and the library and hang out at the pool. And it made summer feel much more like summer. So how can you increase your enjoyment of the summer by taking an additional day off here and there? what is making this week good? This is the part of the episode when I talk about what I'm enjoying with the hope that you will notice some good things in your week too. This week, my garden looks amazing. I'm recording this on May 2nd, and we had a lot of rain in the late winter and early spring. I live in Southern California, and it's really a desert here, and so even though uh, I grow an English garden-style garden. Style garden. <laughs> it's often struggling because there isn't enough water. But this year, there is more than enough, and everything is blooming altogether. So what's making this week good for me is slowing down enough to look at the garden and to enjoy it. So today, I poured myself a cup of coffee and I sat on the front porch for about 10 minutes and just looked around. Now, most of the time when I pour myself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, I go in my study and then I start getting to work. But today, I slowed down. I took a little bit of time just to notice. I'm going to start doing this more this spring as I enjoy the flowers in my garden And take that 3 minutes or 5 minutes or even 10 minutes and just to sit on the front porch, enjoy the warmth of the sun, the blue of the sky, and the flowers in bloom. So, what is making this week good? An extra moment to enjoy the day. Mindfulness Meditation Take a moment to relax, and to be present right where you are. You might take in a deep breath. You might be able to roll your head, relax your jaw, release your shoulders. Notice your back up against the chair you're sitting in, and the beauty that is around you. And remember who you are. You are God's beloved. And remember in whose image you are created. You are created in the image and likeness of God. As we were talking today about the spring and the summer, I thought I would read a verse from the Song of Songs. This is chapter 2, verse 12, where it says, The flowers appear on the earth. The time of singing has come. And the voice of the turtledove is heard in our land. Let me read it one more time and invite you just to breathe in the beautiful images that this text creates for us. It says The flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtledove is heard in our land. This is from the Song of Songs, chapter 2, verse 12. May you hear these words today, and may they give you life. Thanks for listening. I appreciate you. I invite you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Nicole Riley Coaching. You can learn about my book, Expanding the Expedition Through Digital Ministry, on Amazon and find out how to work with me as a clergy coach, life coach, and social media manager at NicoleRiley.com or RevRiley at gmail.com. Today, I invite you to make the important choice to embrace a life of wellness. See you next week.